Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us again here at the Sound Logic Podcast. Today we are re-ranking albums number seventy-one to eighty. Ben, we did another ten. Yep, we did ten ten more. Another ten beyond where we were. After the first list, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've now twenty beyond the first list, which is which is wild to to think that we've gone, you know, another another third or no, another yeah, another third of yeah, what we had originally done. 33 percent more than what we, what yeah, we had done. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not old yet, if you can't tell. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's exciting, and uh, here we are. If if you're new to this, every time we do ten. Episodes 10 reviews, we go back and we, we talk about them. We re-review and we re-rank. So we will go through what those last 10 albums were in the order that Rolling Stone uh, put them. And then we'll talk about how we would have reshuffled those 10 albums. Uh, and then, if you stick around to the end of this episode, we'll talk about our favorite 10 albums that we've reviewed so far. So now we've got 80 albums yeah. to choose from. And we pick our personal top 10 and see if that's changed at all. As we go through this list, we're noticing that it's changing less and less. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll does see. Does that if, mean that we'll they got any it, of these? They uh, got it right? Make the cut. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. That's a good question. Um, I know we probably both have looked ahead to albums that we really, truly have loved for a long time. You know, we um, things like the Joshua Tree come to mind that got really knocked down. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of your curious if by the time yeah. we get to that, if it will wind up back in, or if the correction of the 2020 list will mean it doesn't make the cut anymore for me. <laughs> for I, you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. It's good. Just a random thought the other day. We don't yeah. really diverge much from this list, and I was curious if there's any music that you're listening to these days. Oh, uh, beyond the rs 500 that you're really excited about you know to be honest with you i don't think i am which is kind of (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's a horrible answer to give i will say two things number one uh there's a song that came out early last year so early 2021 you know this was after the second wave and we had another lockdown actually a pretty bad lockdown in the beginning of 2021 by bad, I just mean long and severe, and, and, and it hit everyone hard, uh, at least up here in Canada, and I think in a lot of parts of the U.S. as well. And there was a song that came out by the Arkells called uh, You Can Get It, and it's quickly become one of my favorite songs of all time. I just, I listen to it, I still listen to it all the time. Uh, the music video is, uh, is a parody on uh, Real Fortune. Uh, wow. And and it's one of those videos that that you can tell was created during lockdown. You, there's there's uh, hardly anybody in it. They have a special guest artist, uh, Kay Flay, on it. You can tell she's been brought in on green screen. Uh, a lot of the uh, the puzzles on the board have to do with some of our feelings about lockdown and things we want to do. So it resonates with me. And as I still love that song, it's a great tune. Uh, the Arkells, you can get it. Check it out if, you, if you're not familiar. If you're from this, if you're stateside, you might not know the Arkells because they're uh, a Canadian band. 
one of the hardest working bands that I've ever experienced. They are constantly pumping music. They said mm. they, they t- pre-pandemic, they tour like 340 days a year. Wow. They, they tour all the time and they've been itching to get back. They started doing more shows um, this year. And that's, I think, uh, and they, they were very active on social media throughout and releasing things, you know, whether it's just the, the lead singer, Max, just doing stuff from his house. Uh, I think it's a band that has really stuck with us, at least up in Canada, and encouraged us to, to just be unified and yeah. keep that love of music carrying us through till we, we get out of this to the other side. And huh. I know we're not totally out of it yet, but it feels like there's a lot of things like concerts. Uh, so that mm. that's a that's yeah. a song that has been in. The other thing I was a song on uh, a new album, or is that was that released yeah. separately from the album? Came out I think early 2020. I, actually, I think it came out just after that. So in 2021, and okay. it's called the album's called I think it's called Blink Twice. Okay. Um, and I think they may have released another album since then. They're the kind of band that will like release singles and like even a year after the album release another single and then the next month they'll have a new album they're just constantly wow. releasing music I, I will one more thing before i want to ask you the same question but uh a band we've been listening to a lot in my house and this is not my choice but it's something i listen to a lot because um my daughter's into a group that recently released kind of an anthology and some new music a three three disc if you still like cds this was three cds and we have a cd player in our car i I mean cars might not even have that anymore but ours does (laughs) so we don't need the cds in the house because we have streaming so they stay in the car so every time we get in the car from one of the other three members of my family so which discs do we listen to now one two or three the band is bts which is a very famous ah. k-pop group my daughter's into k-pop and and loves bts has really gotten into them in the last year and they have been very active through the pandemic and with their their fans called army have created also unity and so you at the first thing when you said what have you been listening to that came to my mind not by choice that doesn't mean I hate it. It's just, <laughs> it's just other people's music. But but yeah. that's one we've been. You know, it is very positive and fun music, and uh, and the band has a positive message and really encourages positivity. So I'm behind it. So those are two things. Although yeah. uh, with this project, a lot of times when I have, you know, musical time to listen to music, I will pick something on this list. But I haven't really yep. had anything yeah. uh, outside of that. Uh, what about you? Is there anything you're listening to now? Well, um, one of my favorite bands, uh, Dawes, just dropped a new album um, a week or two ago. Okay. And it's called Misadventures of Doom Scroller, which I wonder if that comes from pandemic fatigue. <laughs> um, but sounds, uh, like, sounds like D&D almost, or some sort of RPG. It's stretching me a little bit. It's an album that I keep going back to because I like them so much and I like mm. their sound, but uh, <clears throat> there are there are uh, only seven tracks and six of them are over five minutes. And that, as you loyal listeners might know, is not something that I usually rank terribly Uh-oh. highly. Uh, opening track is nine minutes, 26 seconds long. And, oh, dear. Um, so uh, it, it's... it's uh, it's enjoyable. It's fun to have new music from them, but but it's it's not something that I'm in, immediately clicking with, and I wonder if that's why. Um, the other the other thing that I have spent a decent amount of time with is a, an album I wish was on this list, and that's 
um, <clears throat> the band's album, uh, Northern Lights, Southern Cross, uh, mm. which is really, really good. And um, I'm kicking myself a little bit when we had uh, a special guest for our re-release of the Brown album. Tyrell Listen, uh, for our re-release, he got into the band's history. And I think one of my comments was, or questions for him was, how come the band had these two almost perfect albums and then never kind of made it that good again? And and now I kind of hear the ignorance in that question because there, there are some albums out there that are pretty close to perfect. Yeah. And, uh, and that is one of them. Um, so, uh, yeah, those are the two things that immediately come to mind. Uh, I, like you, I, my free time often goes to this project with music and I'm recognizing the weakness in that, but I, hmm. I don't try and figure out what else is out there. So I'm trying to do a better job. Uh, I, you know, I'm home fairly frequently watching the kids, uh, picking something, uh, that's not from this list, something either that I, I know that I already like or something that's. Sort of adjacent to something I like and, and giving it a bit of a, a, a deeper listen. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And and to comment, yes, that is a very good album. I think I've listened to it a few times now, getting into the band, listening to that podcast, A Band of History. And that, although it, it didn't have the same commercial success, uh, the critical response was, this sounds like their first two albums yeah. in terms yeah. of the spirit of it. Uh, the band kind of working cohesively again where they hadn't been for a few years. And, yep. uh, but I think it does get passed over because it was, they kind of knew their time together was coming to a close. Yeah. Um, they had that those feelings and their previous albums before that hadn't been received well. So yeah. it's a good one. So uh, yeah. Northern Light, Southern Cross, it is a good one. I, I'll have to um, try and do a bit of a deep dive into BTS. I, I <laughs> almost did that when they were on a Coldplay track from their newest album. Yes. Um, great, great and song. I didn't really have a starting point, but now that I know that your family likes that album, I'll, I'll dig there. I think you introduced me to the Arkells when you talked about uh, or referenced their Morning Report album. That had a that had a song kind of uh, pointing towards the American political system at the time, right? Uh, there, the, was a, there was one alluding to... Uh, to Trump? to trump but that was i think the album after morning report um well uh, just googling them now makes me realize how much other stuff they have oh my gosh short amount of time so absolutely <laughs> absolutely and and yeah. like I, it was, that album was rally cry which was a really big album um and uh and the song people's champ that i referenced yeah, yeah that, that was a chat a few years ago but yep you're right ben and as I've started to listen to them more and go back to the albums, their earlier albums that I, I wasn't really into them yet. It's really quite, there's a lot of diverse music and, um, uh, makes me proud as, as a Canadian to have this, uh, prolific. Yeah. And that's like just hardworking, like, like yeah. good music and constantly, and just the enthusiasm mm -hmm. to not only, uh, create good music, but to create this unity yep. through it. So anyways, well, that was that was a nice. Thanks that was for a sticking with us, yeah. friends. <laughs> that was, <laughs> a, but that was a nice little. You know what? Um, that is something we like to do. Is just yeah. chat. Is just chat. So, um, as much as a lot of times it's just down to business, just nice to have a little conversation about. Yeah, because isn't that what this podcast is about? Music and do we, what we like and no credentials. <laughs> we just chat. <laughs> um, 
I guess if, since we're chatting, so we have a shared doc where we do this, but once we pick our 10, we, we black it out so that the other can't be influenced, but then we get here and we have to unblack it. So I'm going to do that now. Like last time, I think it was almost identical, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, yeah. It was like three sets of albums who were all essentially in the same spot. Yeah. But we even had uh, the exact same bottom three last time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bottom five even. Um, yeah. Okay. A so more difference this time. A, l- a little like. more diverse. Um, yep. So let we'll start with number 80. So the 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 tenth out of this group of ten, Rolling Stone had never mind the bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols, and uh, Ben, why don't you kick us off? Uh, what did you put at the number ten spot? Here's where I have the Elvis compilation, the Sun Sessions. Um, not because it's not great music, but I think this has more to do with on this on this listen uh, on these, this block of ten. It felt it felt aged in a, a way that I, ha- I wasn't expecting. And I still have some issues with this as a, an album that came out in the 70s as a compilation of, sort of pre-album music for Elvis. Um, interestingly enough, uh, a friend of mine uh, just reached out. She grew up in Tennessee and said, Ben, I know you asked me a long time ago uh, what albums I might be a guest on the show. And... Uh, is anything by Elvis coming up? I was like, oh, we just we just missed that. Uh, we just did the Sun Sessions. Um, and he doesn't appear for like, until like the 300 somewhere next. Oh. Uh, and, uh, but uh, but she, she uh, you know, grew up near Graceland, has been really into the recent uh, uh, biopic that came out. Right, yeah. Which apparently is really good and... Um, is a really big fan of uh, the live album that's that's on the the RS five hundred. So, okay. um, someday way down the road, I told her <laughs> we'll have uh, my friend Deirdre on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> funny that it came up so close to uh, to us just recently talking about all this. <laughs> that's right. But anyway, it's here in the last <laughs> spot for me. This was a. Um, I'll say before we go too much further, a better list of ten than I had remembered. I had a, oh, okay. an interesting time sort of shuffling these, and it wasn't as knee jerk to just put, you know, my least favorite ones at the bottom and favorites up at the top. Uh, I spent a bit more time, like, thinking through all of them again. This 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 uh, this block of ten. I, I would agree that it felt less uh, polarized. Hmm. Than others, good like they're to, kind good of way to say it. Yeah. similar, um, which isn't necessarily good or bad. Just, just they're yeah. uh, maybe even sounding a little more negative. I, I felt a little more lukewarm about all. Of them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's bad. It doesn't yeah. intend to be bad, but um, uh, for me, I put "Loveless" by My Bloody Valentine, and a lot of times we both discuss. We choose. We go through these and choose on. on how likely it is we will listen to it again and and i don't think it's one i'll come back to it was it's a challenging listen it's it's a genre i'm not familiar with i didn't grow up with i didn't find it very melodic and i'm finding mm-hmm. that I, I i need that uh, as more or less for music it's something i yep. desire um yep. so uh not for me hmm. uh moving on at uh the ninth in this block of 10 was Blonde by Frank Ocean uh, that we just reviewed a couple weeks ago. Um, 
at uh, should I go? I'll go first this time. Uh, this yeah. is where I put um, the college dropout by Kanye West. Uh, I'm not sure what I expected when I listened to this album. Uh, we went through his uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which I think was his fifth release. Um, some time ago, uh, I thought it was interesting. I kind of liked it. I've come back to it a few times. I thought maybe this would be... I know that, that this is, was a, uh, what, uh, a breakthrough album for him. A lot of people got on to Kanye from this. Uh, I know it's one you listen to a lot. So I thought, okay, there's going to be something here for me too. And, and I found that there wasn't. Uh, I, I really didn't. I listened to it several times. And I had a really hard time uh, disconnecting with it. So uh, so this one's down down here, number nine for me. Uh, what do you have in this spot? Yeah, this is where I have uh, the Sex Pistols, Never Mind the Bullocks um, album. Uh, my Our high school selves who were into the uh, <laughs> sort of pop punk of that era yeah. probably be cringing that I put this one this low. <laughs> recognizing um, its influence and things like that. I I think I enjoyed it. It feels nostalgic for me to be in, to spend some time in this genre. I think I referenced on, on our uh, reissue how much I appreciated that conversation. But um, when I thought through these 10, it was near the bottom of the ones I hurry to put back on again. And uh, so that's why it finds itself here. Moving on to number number seventy eight was the the sun sessions, uh, and we're both going to repeat some <laughs> albums that the others already talked about. <laughs> so, what do you have here at the eighth spot, Ben? Yeah, this is where I put Loveless. I for the reasons you just named. Um, this is uh, this is a tricky one to get into, and it, it didn't feel familiar. Uh, I mean, it felt like it was from a certain era, but not something that I had ever listened to before. And I also struggled to get into it. This one's down here more for the lack of familiarity rather than the other two that I've already mentioned. Um, I, I think I could probably swap these bottom three in any particular order and be satisfied. Right. Um, but Loveless here uh, seemed to make sense. Yeah, I, I agree with those comments. Um, and And then we've swapped our eighth and 10th ones because this is where i put the sun sessions now i was tempted to put this at number 10 because of my feelings about this album being problematic yeah which we've discussed for a few different reasons however as i thought about it i thought well i i kind of do like the music um Uh, (laughs) and 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 i would probably listen to it or at least portions of it before those other albums yep um so that's that influenced my my decision to put it at, at number eight here makes sense. The seventh spot is where Rolling Stone had "Who's Next" by the Who. This is where I've put "Never Mind the Bollocks." Here's the Sex Pistols. Uh, there is still some, even though when it when we were in high school and we were into that kind of third wave pop punk, um, I I wasn't really introduced to this band. Although I think if I had yeah. been or someone had said, "Hey, you got to listen to this," I probably would have gotten into it. So there's something nostalgic there for me. Uh, I have been challenged coming back to this kind of like my musical tastes have changed enough that uh, there are aspects of it that I don't enjoy, but still there's something about it that's nostalgic. So I I bumped it a little higher than some of the others. Uh, How about you? Would you have at number seven here? 
Um, this is where I put Frank Ocean's Blonde, okay. um, an yeah. album that I found really fascinating and one that I think I'd probably enjoy if I, I'd enjoy it more if I give it more time. Um, I enjoyed listening to some other people talk about it and, okay. uh, had a, a friend reach out, um, right after we'd record kind of uh, disappointed that he had missed his chance because oh, shoot it was so influential um and thought huh interesting there's got to be something more here so um, i told him there's other frank ocean albums um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, not too uh, far away not too far away uh, but for right now uh i'm putting it here i'll carry on some of those thoughts um as we move to to the sixth spot rolling stone had superfly the soundtrack uh, for the movie of the same name by Curtis Mayfield. Now, this is where I had Blonde. Now, I almost feel like I put it here more for its potential in in the way I listen to it and how much I enjoy it. Uh, oh. A very interesting album. One that I feel like, the same as you, there's still more for me to crack open. It, it, it's interesting. It's very different. Uh, different than what I've listened to and and even as we read some of the reviews different than what was coming out in, in R&B and pop right. it's not a rap album but but I think kind of uh, plays along the lines of a lot of rap and hip hop elements even though it's not a hip hop album yeah um, and I found it very compelling um, it lacks uh, a lot of percussion so, so a, a lot of it kind of floats along and, and I think evokes uh, very specific emotions um, intentionally. So it's not really a uh, happy-go-lucky, touchy-feely album. It's more of an introspective, almost a little bit of a lower album or something that you right. listen to if you're a little lower, I think. Um, and that, again, that's not a negative comment. Uh, but I think... Again, I was tempted to put it a little a little lower, but it's just so compelling that that I'm actually I'm looking forward to listening to it more and, and learning more about it and hopefully appreciating it more as well. Yeah. Uh, what do you have here, Ben, at number six? Yeah, this is where I put "Who's Next," um, an album that I found myself enjoying a lot more than I thought I did when we okay. <laughs> when we redid that one uh, recently. Uh, the Who, uh, lots of great songs there. Yeah. I think I'm, I struggle a little bit with its historic context, um, uh, but but it's really good and uh, and really enjoyable to listen to. So that's why I have it here. I could even put this one a little bit higher, I think. Um, but whatever I was feeling this afternoon, that's where it wound up. <laughs> I want to I want to ask you about that. You say you struggle with the historic context. Can you remind me what? Well, just that, like, it's early 70s, uh, right? So it's not like it's innovating rock and roll. At least it doesn't sound to my ears like it's innovating rock and roll. Um, it's not, they're not playing around with time signature the way Zeppelin was. They're not, you know, venturing into psychedelia the way the Beatles were. They're not, you know, absolutely crushing with, uh, you know, um, instrumental magic the way Jimi Hendrix was. They're writing great music, but I just don't know uh, how innovative it was for its time. And uh, hmm. and that's not really a, a great thing to slam something for. <laughs> you know, be more innovative. Uh, um, 
maybe it's just great and not innovative. But uh, um, that's sort of my attention with that one, partially because of the ignorance that I have around them, them particularly. I don't want to comment too much because I will have it coming up a little later, but <laughs> but I, I can see that. And you know what? When you think about you know anywhere from 67 to, oh, geez, maybe all the way to the mid-70s, um, it's hard to compete <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when you're right. releasing an album. Right. <laughs> it's hard to compete yeah. with the and other. And it did rise to the top. I mean, it, it did. Of- it did it has lasting power and it's good so but uh there was you know yeah. there it's it's even for an album as you're right as good as this it's easy to get lost in in just the the gam the zeitgeist of of amazing music in multiple right. genres coming out right. um yeah like if you're not a jimmy if you're not uh lennon mccartney if you're not a stevie wonder or marvin Gaye, it can be hard <laughs> But yeah, I'm sure that there are fans of the Who who are just shouting right now. Sure, they're amazing. What are you talking about? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, I think some of the uh, synth and keyboard work, some of that technology, is probably what stands out the most. But yeah. anyways, we don't. I don't need to go through the whole review again. <laughs> um, let's do number seventy-five. Rolling Stone had Lady Soul, Aretha Franklin. Um, I want to go first, and then I want you to go because it'll link up nicely uh so this is where i put superfly um really cool album really cool music like just great it just sounds like that you know early 70s soul funk it it's a little cliche but it but it it created it right like it was the, the beginning of that you know the with the conga's percussion and the guitar and the horns you know uh but it's really good it's really good i think that for me some of the songs weren't as like some of the songs and melodies maybe weren't as memorable that might have more to do with just i'm not as familiar with them yet but Mm -hmm. um uh yeah i've got that here at uh number five uh and what did you have it looks like you may have agreed with rolling stone here yeah purely accidental um (laughs) but yes i have lady soul slotted in right here um uh, i enjoyed this one it didn't uh it didn't ring as um uh historically memorable i guess as the earlier aretha franklin album that we tackled right but i enjoyed it and i think i remember sort of feeling like this is music i could have on uh, at almost any time and, and enjoy it and mm-hmm. uh, I haven't felt myself too compelled to go back and dig deeper but um, I remember liking it so sort of fits right in this meaty middle <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I'll comment on that in a second uh, as we move to the number four spot 74 is where Rolling Stone had the college dropout Kanye West this is where I put Lady Soul uh, I, I could almost repeat word for what you said. That was how I felt. <laughs> I haven't I haven't gone back to it, but I really did enjoy it. Some great tunes. Yeah. Uh, you make me feel a Carol King tune, um, man, uh, and some other great great stuff. Yep. It's just so timeless. Like her yep. voice and the and, and one of the things I I commented on when we reviewed it was you know you put on an Aretha album to listen to Aretha. She takes center stage it's about her voice mm-hmm. 
the supporting musicians on this album are so good. Like they do some great stuff and, you know, they really rise to her level of excellence. And uh, I was surprised by that. I, I thought, you know, it would just be pretty basic chords. Guys just settle down, let Aretha do her thing. Yeah, yeah. Certainly she does her thing, but they are really supporting very well. Um, and that was that was something. I think that's one of the reasons I have this hired because yeah. that kind of surprised me, but it was really good. That makes sense. Um, let's hear your number four. You've uh, you're not just you're not just copying the Rolling Stone list here, are you? Uh, apparently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this is where I've got Kanye's the college dropout. This has some um, some college uh, memories, college nostalgia mm-hmm. for me. Um, mm-hmm. I still don't remember if I actually had ever listened to this album all the way through, or if it was just on in the background enough that it's felt very familiar. Um, I like it. Uh, it, it's an interesting album to look back on, to see Kanye's arc of his creativity. Um, uh, this one still, still, um, resonated with me even even listening to some of his newer stuff in our earlier release uh um i I still really like it and uh it's definitely some issues with uh his voice and his choice um we've talked a number of times about the fact that he may be a better producer than an actual (laughs) uh, vocal artist but um i still i still really enjoyed this one yep and and as much as i struggled with really connecting with it i I recognize and respect that a lot of people really have. Um, mm, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's totally cool. Um, moving to number 73, Rolling Stone had Loveless by My Bloody Valentine. Uh, let's hear from you, Ben. What did you have at this spot, the three spot? Yeah. Um, s- stepped away from the, uh, copying uh, exactly <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Rolling Stone list here and went with uh, Superfly. Um, this this one feels close to some of the sounds that I most appreciate about Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder, two albums, two artists that have uh, have uh, my eyes have been open to during this project. And uh, it was really fun to get to experience Superfly as well. Um, still, still need to go watch the movie. And I know that <laughs> yeah, that, oh that may shape the album <laughs> a little bit for me once I do that. Um, but uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, so it winds up here in the third spot. I feel bad that we, that I haven't done that. <laughs> like, like, uh, like I'm cheating or something. Um, this is where I put who's next. There's something so, you know, we listened to a lot of classic rock, or I, I think we both did, but, but I certainly did, uh, in college, that was my thing. And as I was going and, you know, CDs were still a big thing and, and used CD stores were a big thing, uh, because it had, you know, CDs been around for so long and people were trading them out and people starting to get into digital music. So there were lots of CDs, kind of like what happened to, you know, vinyl in the nineties, if you're a vinyl collector, it was like, uh, the world was your oyster. They were everywhere. People were just dumping. Yeah. <laughs> um, as Dustin said, you know, you could find a, a box on the side of the road. Literally he did right. um, on at least one occasion. So, uh, 
I know I picked up a lot of classic rock in that time. The Who is definitely an album. I, I don't think I had this album, but The Who is a band that I had a few of their albums. I had a lot of greatest hits as I was trying to uh, experience just music from bands I wasn't familiar with and trying to hear some of the best. Um, to me, some of the songs on this album are larger than life. And mm, yeah, I think that I, I have come back to this. It, it's one of those ones where, I don't know if you felt this, the good songs are really, really good. And there are some songs that do nothing for me. You know, there's kind of like a blend of that, which is challenging because there's some albums where it's, there's very, as you mentioned, there's very few albums where every song is like, Oh, and then there's some albums where there's a few amazing songs and some that are okay. And then this one, I found there's some that I just don't really care for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the ones that I love are just astronomical. So that's why I've got it here. I could maybe shuffle it down a bit. But um, there's something pulling at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the nostalgia of it. Yep. So we come down to the last two, and um, I've I've done what you did. Now you can make fun of me for copying <laughs> Rolling Stone because their one and two is what I've got one and two, and then you've just inverted that. So <laughs> we should probably talk about one album and then the next. Um, do you have a preference? Which one we do first? Uh, no. Okay. Um, why don't, let's see. <laughs> why, why, why don't we talk about Harvest first? Okay. Let's talk about Harvest. It's, it's, uh, here at 72 anyway. That's the one that, um, yeah. Rolling Stone put Neil Young's Harvest at 72. I had it at, I'll go first. I had it at number two. So this is a great album. And it's one I wasn't familiar with. Um, I actually have, uh, in the next batch, batch of 10, we're doing Mr. Young's After the Gold Rush, coming in number 90. And I do have that one on vinyl. I got it recently. This one I don't have. So I haven't listened to it quite as much. Um, it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. I feel like I want to listen to it a little more. just to, but, but it's it's just so warm and welcoming and inviting. Um, and there's something something about Bob Marley that made me want to put it above but I won't speak to that right now uh, we'll just stick with the harvest um, and I want to hear why why you put it at your number one spot I think um, it just slightly nudged out Exodus oops spoiler there um, that, uh, <laughs> well, we, because... <laughs> we, we already said that so it's not a spoiler <laughs> Because of its uh, familiarity, I've listened to this one a, a decently long time. Exodus was newer to me. Um, okay. And that was really it. They're both great. They're both ones that I will return to. I've even found myself uh, making a note to keep an eye out for used copies of uh, Exodus okay. on vinyl. Okay. Um, but I already own Harvest on both CD and, and LP, and uh, <laughs> I really like it. Um, it's not perfect. Uh, <clears throat> we'll see in just a few minutes if it was good enough to make the <laughs> the, uh, the ongoing top ten for me. But um, uh, yeah, easy choice for for number one, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, I don't have a problem with that. So, so seventy one is where Rolling Stone put Exodus. Um, obviously, you know. 
I put it at number one. You put it at number two. So why don't you why don't you go through Exodus for us? Um, not sure that I have too much more to say. I really like hearing Marley really for the first time in an album and not a compilation. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. this, this is helpful for me to place him in a proper context the way that he intended. And uh, it's just a really good, good album. Um, you know, ask me tomorrow, I might put this at number one and Harvest at number two. <laughs> they're that good, that they're, close they're, to each other. Yeah, they are both um, very good. Uh, but yeah, it was two for me. How about why, why did it go to one for you? When I think about it, and, and really when we, you know, out of these 10 albums, which ones do I want to listen to the most? I, th- I think mm-hmm. it's Exodus because it's just, it, it feels so good to put it on. It's got such a great groove. I love the feeling. I like, um, sometimes I think I shouldn't go to Jamaica because I might <laughs> not come back. It's just that whole <laughs> feeling. Um, and, and to to kind of grow, it's it's that kind of my wife and I talk about sometimes the musical irony where you have a song that sounds so good, you're smiling, grooving on, you focus in on the lyrics, and they're they're a little darker, deeper. There's other meanings there. Uh, Bob Marley and the Whalers do that very well. Touched on some pretty heavy topics, uh, and we're going through a lot of. I mean, he was in exile during the recording of this album. Yeah, literally, right, right. Um, had been, you know, him and his wife had been shot, um, shot at, and, and yeah, I think both of them were shot. I know she was for sure. I think he was as well. Yeah, grazed Grace's chest, and all the political unrest in their country and others that they were connected with right around the world but particularly in the pan-african community so um there's so much musically there's so much lyrically and politically and socially you know it's just Mm -hmm. it's just a very as you used a very meaty album yeah and you can really groove to it (laughs) um and i mean again some of the hits like Mm -hmm. come on you you and i I think talked uh mentioned when we were talking about it with bram like this almost feels like a greatest hits and in fact i I think we did say that uh this has the most tracks of any album on uh the legend album Mm. Uh, the most from any one album is from exodus so yeah 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 um it's just it's just too good harvest is fantastic uh it's a great album um for me it just edged it out just a little bit uh so that's it thanks for hanging in there uh whether you agreed or not we hope you enjoyed it (laughs) if you have something to say uh drop us a line um you know we we post the albums or the the listings on our facebook page and uh, of course on anchor you can leave us a comment or voicemail we love to hear what you have to say um whether you agree or not so now we move to our top 10 of all time let me just open up this these cells here for the second time i didn't change anything um did you change anything boring for me too right so we're getting to the point where (laughs) this this part of it might become more redundant however I, i will say i will say one thing I did this last time, I think when we got to maybe 50 or 60 albums, and I thought, you know what, I should probably listen to them again, all these albums, (laughs) kind of in order. And and I did it, you know, you can go through them pretty quick. Some of them are short. 
especially when you love it so much. Um, and just kind of, do I still feel that way? And add in some of the other ones that were really, really a highlight. You know, an album like Exodus, Harvest, like maybe could edge something out. Um, should should we read through them real quick, just so people know kind of what we're sure? We're yeah, talking. just for a refresher for the uh, hardcore fans. You, do you go do you go top to bottom, or do I go? I, we've been going opposite directions. Have we? I can't, I can't remember who. Um, I'll start at ten. Maybe we'll both do that. <laughs> okay. but, um, and I'll go up. So, uh, Jimi Hendrix experience. Are you experienced? The Beatles, Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band, Carol King's Tapestry, Zeppelin IV, um, Flew of Max Rumors, the band's Brown album, self-titled Brown album, The Beatles' Abbey Road. Number three was Joni Mitchell's Blue. Number two, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, and my number one album. Of the 80 that we reviewed, the Beatles Revolver. Um, just as I read those and as I look at yours, like, yeah, how do you crack that? Solid. Yep. <laughs> Pretty solid. Uh, let's hear yours yeah. there, Ben. Uh, starting at the bottom. That's the way you did it, right? Yeah. Well, you do Start- whatever whatever way you want to do, Ben. <laughs> starting at my 10th uh, greatest album is Stevie Wonder's Intervisions, Inter- uh, then Carol King's Tapestry, the band's self-titled Brown album, uh, Springsteen, Born to Run, uh, just picked up uh, while we were record shopping a little while ago, The River, a double album, which has taken me a little bit okay. longer to get into. Okay. Uh, Almost feels like one of those albums and close your ears, Springsteen fans that could have been a bit better as a single album if some stuff had been cut. Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll give it another chance for sure. Maybe, maybe in, in 11 <laughs> albums, we get to another Springsteen album. Yeah. So maybe chance. you'll, you'll have an opportunity we'll to talk about the river when we talk about uh, darkness on the edge of town. Uh, the beach boys, pet sounds, uh, Beatles, Abbey road, Fleetwood Mac rumors, Joni Mitchell's Blue. I guess we have that in the same slot mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, which, oh man, I saw a new copy at Target the other day and almost paid full retail for it. And thought, now nah, I'll find a deal. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I still don't have that one. And then Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life is right. my number one. Wow. And I still is, is it, you know, obviously we're two different people, but, you know, how different. <laughs> there are some yeah, similarities right. but still you know uh, how many differences there are so um, yeah yeah uh thank you for sticking it out with us going through that uh last thing we like to talk about is there anything uh, we've got uh 10 more up now we'll say something about these next 10 albums um if for the, our intense listeners um <laughs> out of out of the 10 eight of them are new so uh, we might take a bit of a break here to try and get some in the hopper. Yeah. Um, as we uh, as we go along, a lot of and a lot of new albums for me as well. I, I don't know if you're in the same boat, but, but especially I think, because if you notice, uh, we usually try and release twenty albums in a so-called season. Um, yeah, it's doesn't get any better in ninety to ninety to a hundred. Um, and that's going to happen more and yeah. more um, yep. as as we as we start to sift through the ones that we've already reviewed. A lot of those are are done, uh, getting into all new territory, which is, I guess, the way it was initially. But uh, um, yeah, you know, life uh, 
life gets in the not gets in the way, but life happens as well. <laughs> so um right. uh so we got ten exciting albums coming up. Um but we might take a little break. Uh we'll keep you posted. Um <laughs> but anything you're uh, you're looking forward to here or that stands out, either one that you, you already love or um or one you're you don't know anything about and you're excited about. Well, Beyonce's Lemonade really, I think, impacted both of us uh, getting yeah, to that one. Know, and yeah. uh, so her two, 2013 self-title album is yep. coming up here pretty quickly. That'll be interesting. Um, I think we were about to do a Sly and the Family Stone review when the new list came out. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm interested to, I think that was their their greatest hits um, it which, was, you know, yep. always gives us some pause. So I'm, I'm interested to see an actual album here that is leapfrogged ahead of that one in this new list. Um, so those are maybe the two things that, that jump out to me, uh, right away. Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's a bit more jazz coming up here, which, um, <laughs> the, the one, well, I'll hold my little nugget about bitches brew for when we actually review it, but uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, those are. I'm I'm looking forward to another Bowie album as well, and yeah. uh, and you referenced that Neil Young's coming up again here, and yeah. that's going to be fun as well. Now, just a little teaser. Um, you mentioned Miles Davis bitches brew. Have Have you listened to it before? No, I have so, not. So you said some jazz coming up. Yeah. Uh, Fasten your seatbelt because this is not kind of blue from 1959. Okay, <laughs> this is this is not you know John Coltrane, the uh, a, a love supreme. Okay, this is very very different. Stretching. Um, uh, what year? This is 1970. Uh, I've just. I'm just throwing it out there. Just get ready, buddy, because this is <laughs> okay. this is very different. Uh, you know, there's there's uh, Miles Davis is an artist that people have you know studied and and talked about for years. So I'm not going to say anything of any intelligence, but uh, very two extremely different albums. And remember, yeah. this is a guy who's putting out probably three four albums a year and playing on you know three times that much you know in the 50s and 60s just constantly put so so the opportunity to evolve as opposed to you know you're putting out an album every four years Mm -hmm. how much are you really changing musically but when you're just constantly playing and recording and writing anyways i won't get too much in that but it's uh i have listened (laughs) to it once or twice it's very different um and acdc's back in black before i had a cd player and i was a little kid uh, and I had my own CDs and I really didn't have my own cassettes, but you could go to the library and our library was very small and you could rent cassettes. And I borrowed ACDC's back in black from the Whoa. library, from the Stovall Whoa. public library, hard rock, heavy metal. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we were going on a visiting some family and we we're with my dad. And I asked <laughs> like me and my dad, and my sister, you know, 10-year-old me and, like, 6-year-old my sister and my dad, who probably wasn't into ACDC. And I said, can we listen to this? Uh, sure. And just the looks. And I was like, whoa, this is 
awesome. <laughs> Anyways, um, I haven't listened to the whole Back in Black album in a long, long time. I'm looking forward to listening to it again. I know I'll be familiar with a, quite a lot of it. Um, I know almost nothing about Dusty Springfield. Yeah, um, same. So I, I'm excited to listen I'm, to her, I'm, her album. I'm pretty sure I didn't know it was a woman until <laughs> only a few years ago. I, yeah, but you know what? I'm... Uh, if it was before you, it wouldn't have been much before. It was in the, yeah. Um, uh, I haven't listened to Hunky Dory. I'm, I'm very excited about Erica Badu's uh, Baduism uh, coming up Ooh. in this group as well, um, which which uh, I've always been interested in her music, uh, but haven't listened to much of it. So this, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot some happening. Some interesting stuff here in these next 10. We hope to get some. Maybe some, it won't take us too long to get through them. <laughs> well, uh, have you hired an editor? um good point good point so uh we hope that um we hope that we can get some guests to help us along the way and that's one thing that you know there there have been a few albums i think recently ben where we've said uh yeah it would have been nice to have someone help us along so hopefully we can get some people thank you again to all our wonderful guests uh in the last 10 um you know lots of people who helped us out uh, we really appreciate your voices. Um, we hope to have some of them back. Anything else to add, Ben? No, it's been a great uh, run here. And uh, thank you so much for listening. It's uh, it's an honor to know that people are out there following yeah. this journey as well. Yeah. So um, we'll be back in a few weeks uh, with Beyonce's self-titled album, as Ben mentioned, from 2013. Until then, we hope you continue to be well. We hope you take care of yourselves and those around you. And of course, we hope you'll join us right here next time on the Sound Logic Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. If you like what you hear, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review. Send us a message at our Facebook page, on Instagram, or through our Sound Logic Podcast Twitter feed. Thanks for listening. <laughs>